Hi and good evening. Uh, this is Stephanie Yefimov. I am the adjunct accounting professor at Wake Tech Community College and in this session uh, we will be covering chapter 7 long-term assets. As an overview for tonight's class I wanted to kind of talk about the key discussion points we'll be going over this evening. First, we're going to be talking about the major types of property, plant, and equipment. Uh, most accountants would call this fixed assets or capital assets. Uh, what we're talking about here are items that the organization purchases and the intent is they're going to use it for one year or more uh, and typically the value is significant. For large organizations, the value may need to be $1,000, $5,000 or more. For smaller organizations, that capitalization threshold may be uh, lower. The other uh, topic we'll be discussing this evening is uh, identifying the major types of intangible assets. So what we are talking about when we talk about intangible assets are things that aren't tangible, right? Which is thus the name intangible. Um, some things that you might be able to relate to are things like patents. So when uh, uh, an inventor gets a patent on something, right, that's not a physical asset, but there, there is value to that because no one else can create that item because they have a patent on it. Other uh, items that might fall under intangibles are things like Goodwill, And what do we mean when we say goodwill? Well, if I went to the Coca-Cola bottling company and told them I wanted to purchase their organization, and I'm going to make up numbers here, let's say their organization is worth $500 million, and I offer to pay $600 million for their company, uh, what accountants would say the differential between what the assets were valued at versus what I paid, they would call goodwill. In other words, I'm paying for the value of the image or the brand of that company in addition to the tangible assets. So that's another good example of an intangible asset. Another example would be something like a copyright or a trademark. So in other words, let's just continue with the Coca-Cola bottling company, right? I can't just go around and, and use their logo on something, right? I would be infringing upon their copyright or their trademark. And uh, again, so again, not something that's tangible, not something I can see, feel, or touch, but definitely something that has value to the organization and could be recorded as a long-term asset on their balance sheet. And then the uh, next thing we'll be talking about this evening is describing the accounting treatment of expenditures uh, uh, after acquisition. So once I have purchased um, either an intangible asset or a tangible one, i.e. a car or a truck or a building or some land, you know, how do I account for that going forward? What does GAAP require me to do? Um, and so we'll be getting into things like depreciation and amortization um, and impairment, things like that. And so when I'm talking about depreciation, I'm saying, okay, I've, I purchased an asset. And uh, for most of you, a lot of you probably have a car, right? And you're probably very aware that once you drive that car off of the lot at the dealership, it no longer is of the same value it was when it was considered new. It's used now, right? And so what we call that differential between what you paid for it and what it's now worth is depreciation. 
right? Um, and from a gap perspective, we wouldn't necessarily true up the value of the asset to what you could sell it for today. That's not really the purpose. For gap purposes, what we're trying to say is, as you use that asset, you're using up part of the value of that asset. So in other words, if you have a machine that you purchased um, and, and you believe that it has what we call a useful life, in other words, you think that machine should last you five years or 10 years or whatever the case may be given how long this machine typically is in operation in other organizations, then what you would do is you would divide the value of that, the cost of that asset by that useful life, and then you would depreciate it monthly based upon that expenditure so that at the end of its life, it would be valued at $0 or at a, um, at what we call a, uh, a residual book value, uh, that you maybe could sell it for parts or maybe you could sell it for some other purpose. So again, these are all topics that we're going to be covering tonight in our lecture on Chapter 7, um, and I can't wait to see you, and I hope you found this podcast helpful. Thank you.